When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey there, welcome to The Tint. I'm your host, Scott Fellman, and it's time for another foray into the world of aquariums from a slightly different perspective. Part of the aquarium hobby experience is screwing stuff up. There are so many things that we do as aquarists which involve variables beyond our control that failure in some things is almost inevitable. And after a lifetime in the hobby, I'll occasionally reflect back on some of the great successes that I've had and on some of the many, many, many failures that I've involved with. Failures aren't that bad, really. In fact, they're pretty damn helpful. As the sayings goes, nothing is ever wasted. It can always serve as an example of what not to do. Really. Yeah, because if you learn from them, failures or disasters, whatever you want to call them, are extremely valuable tools for self-education. I was thinking about my worst ever aquarium disasters, and fortunately there haven't been all that many. However, the ones I have made have been notable and very educational. My biggest mistakes came out of my own arrogance. Yeah, arrogance, a desire to flaunt the rules set by nature. Usually they were created when I tried to do something that disregarded simple logic and, you know, a century of aquarium common sense or whatever like trying mixes of fishes that were absurd or overstocking tanks in in crazy ways, stuff like that. For example, um, from my reef keeping experience, not all that many years ago, actually, I told myself I was going to be the one person to keep several Centropygy angelfish in a reef tank, including a lemon peel, a reliki, a a coral beauty, I think a flame angel, and a bicolor. Now, if you don't know anything about the dwarf angelfish of the genus Centropygy, the one thing you should know is that they're really territorial, and they don't generally get along with others of their own species. And mixing different species is a traditional recipe for disaster. Oh, and most of the ones that I wanted to keep had a pretty well-earned reputation for snacking on coral tissue. So what could go wrong here, right? This was a recipe for failure that even the most inexperienced reefer could see coming. Of course, I was experienced, so I knew better, right? Yeah. Nonetheless, I really thought I could pull this off in a large reef with a sort of a specialized aquascaping configuration and the right corals. I was convinced that it could work and that I'd be the envy of the reef aquarium world for doing so. Not only did this experiment end with some predictable results, i.e. a lot of nice corals getting snacked on, it resulted in five very ticked off, very beaten up dwarf angels. Well, no shit. Who would have seen that coming, right? Just plain stupid. For some reason, I really thought that my methodology would pay off and that it could actually work. Wrong. <laughs> but hey, I did it. I failed at it. I own it. I tried. I distinctly remember a rather dubious experiment on the side of my parents' house one summer when I was a teenager attempting to culture mosquito larvae with a pan of water and I think some uh, cantaloupe melon rind. I read that somewhere in a book. Well, yeah, you know how that went down. I think that was the most mosquito bites I've ever received in one summer. (laughs) But I learned my lesson. 
or the time I tried to build my own fluidized reactor. That was fun. It sounded like a noble project, but the reality was that I started with a bad concept and used cheap, mismatched PVC materials, different diameters and stuff. Yeah, it didn't work, and the resulting leaks and the total lack of functionality reflected my, you know, DIY skills. It was a good thought, but really poor on the execution side. Completely unlike the angelfish fiasco, which was a lose-lose proposition, though. Nowadays, if I have the urge to do something DIY like that, I simply break out the credit card and purchase whatever it is I was thinking of making, or I wait till I could afford it. Aquarium equipment manufacturers love me for that. Another lesson learned, right? Oh, and there was the time I tried to make a continuous feed brine shrimp hatcher. Shit, do you know how long it takes to get brine shrimp eggs out of the water column in your tank? A really long time. (laughs) Enough said. However, failing, and I mean this in the most literal sense, can actually be beneficial in so many ways, especially if you share your failures publicly. Now, right now, somewhere out in the aquarium hobby world, there's another hobbyist contemplating one of the same absurd, disaster-inevitable ideas that you brought to life. Perhaps it's not some huge, epic, disaster-bound system failure. Maybe it's just... Something that's a bad decision, uh, a fish that you should have kept, uh, one that should be aborted on but isn't likely to be and the outcome is already well known in the hobby. Stuff like that happens. Maybe it's in our nature as hobbyists. We just love to tempt fate. And look, I get it. I've written on these very pages that sometimes we need to go against the grain and try new ideas. Even after six years of pushing this idea of botanical-style aquariums here at Tannin, we're still learning some new ideas, creating best practices, and evolving techniques. We still make a few mistakes. And like many hobbyists, we're still trying to get, you know, who are still trying to get our heads wrapped around the big picture of this approach, which seems so contradictory to what we've been seeing passed on as the way to do stuff in the hobby for generations. It takes, you know, it makes many people... I don't know, uncomfortable to take leaps of faith. And sure, despite the successful implementation of these techniques for several years by thousands of hobbyists, there's always a chance of failure. It's scary. It can be viewed as irresponsible by some. At the very least, you might question the efficacy and the safety of some of this stuff. It makes sense. We ask you to make a lot of mental shifts and accept some ideas which seem to go against the grain of long-held best hobby practices and philosophies of you know aquarium management. We ask you to understand what you're doing and why you're doing what you're doing and what the rationale behind the approach is. One thing that you do get when ideas are shared like this is the benefit of the body of work, the experience, good and bad, of a large community of hobbyists who have went down the same path. The key to taking an idea from fringe to best practice is sharing. Sharing of mistakes made, the refinements done, and the tweaks that yielded consistent success. It starts by creating a hobby culture of sharing and, a fear, uh, and, and eliminating that fear of judgment. Sharing our mistakes is every bit as important as sharing our amazing successes, which we seem to do very well. So imagine for a moment if you do a quick confessional post on Instagram or Facebook about your biggest aquarium screw-up and maybe just one hobbyist who's contemplating a similar thing stumbles on it and then decides not to recreate your disaster. Think of the savings in money, frustration, and innocent animals' lives. It's all good. Failure, and I say that in air quotes, makes you a more successful aquarist if you learn from the mistake and if you share it with others. And it's kind of fun to share, too. So don't hide your failures. Discuss them. Trumpet them from the highest mountain. You know, savor them. Run around, scream, share, yell at all the people if you must. But tell them you screwed something up. Tell them how, why, and what it was that you did to screw it up. 
then laugh about it and feel better. Look at the absurdity of the thing you did. Of course, some seemingly counterintuitive ideas do work. Sometimes you try something that you think will be a mess, but your friends know will work because they've done it many, many times and they've refined the idea and the practices. You're a bit scared and you do it anyways based on their ideas and it does work. I experienced this not long ago when a friend convinced me to try several male epistogrammas of different species in a display tank. And I was like, dude, no way, really? And he said, trust me. You know, I had that that memory of the Centropygy failure still fresh in my head at the time. So I did what he said. And guess what? It was awesome. It worked great. It was a beautiful tank. The neat thing about mistakes, screw-ups, and failures is that they often lead to something far, far better than whatever it was that you initially failed at. Because if you take the time to ask yourself why it happened and reconstruct the process and make necessary adjustments and recalibrations, you'll often find that the ideas can work just in a slightly different manner than you originally thought. And again, failures are only failures if you don't learn from them. Even in our business, we screw shit up all the time, and usually it's my own fault. Uh, We try to learn from these things, and we refine our processes to make sure that they don't happen again. But guess what? Sometimes they do. It's funny, and there's so many of them. In fact, I've been working on a piece on the many screw-ups we've made here at TAN, and it's actually kind of fun because there are so many. Marketing blasphemy, you say? No, not at all. Rather, it's a a living embodiment, uh, embodiment of practicing what we preach. As humans, we all make bad decisions from time to time. Some are the result of pushing boundaries. Others are simply bad judgment. Again, how the mistake is is made isn't quite as important as learning from it is. We'll all benefit from being human, being honest, and getting through our trials and tribulations and fish keeping together. And yeah, we all have more to gain than to lose, sharing from our sharing our mistakes, trust me. So I'm curious with you, what's the biggest screw-up, the worst mistake that you've ever made in aquarium keeping? What did you learn from it? Don't be shy. Own it. Share it. Your failure will likely lead to others succeeding. It might have led to you succeeding. So it wasn't really a failure after all, right? Right. Stay bold. Stay thoughtful. Stay honest. Stay curious. Stay experimental. And always stay wet. Until next time, this is Scott Feldman from Tannin Aquatics. Thanks for spending part of your day with me, and I look forward to seeing you on the next installment of The Tint.